Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome to this episode of Red Inca. We're looking at the best moments of this World Cup. I'm Jared Kimber. 
thank you to everyone who's joining me live in YouTube, especially as I was just live in YouTube. And those same people are aware I'm about to be live on YouTube again after this. But um, what I really wanted, if you are in the YouTube um, uh, uh, comments at the moment, give me your best moments of the World Cup. I've already asked our Patreon people over on Discord, same same question, and also uh, the uh, people who work for me. So I'll start with the Discord people. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. So best moments. This one's going to come up a few times, I believe, is uh, Maxwell's statue batting against Afghanistan. You could say kind of any part of that innings, recency bias and everything else. I mean, it really is. I, I think sometimes you, we can get caught up in the moment or something. And afterwards, we maybe look back on it and it will be degraded. I think in this, there are, you know, obviously we've dropped a couple of times in that weird DRS um, situation and the Afghanistan panic. All these things are very, very fine. But we're thinking about them now. It'd be interesting to see what happens when we look back on it in the future, the way we do on Viv Richards' innings or Kapil Dev's innings um, or even Kevin O'Brien's innings or whichever, you know, um, Rohit making 264, whichever innings you want to throw in there. So, I think that it's very safe to say that that one is going to stay uh, a favorite with people for a very l- long time. Um, South Africa versus Pakistan, um, Maharaj's last shot. This is really interesting, but I hadn't thought about this all that much. And that's part of the reason I wanted to ask, you know, uh, other people out there what they what their best moments were. But that was a great moment, right? Like what incredible tension that was. And also because you're watching South Africa. So there's this sense of how are they going to stuff this up? at all times as you're watching it and yet suddenly they managed to get over the line and you know shams is batting and everything that that was absolutely brilliant i, I love that um uh, someone else has uh, just about the predicting england's fortunes no, that hasn't gone so well um and a shot of the tournament um was omazai's lofted drive off of stark these those were all from kwai um yeah I, i'm trying I, that was a good shot the one off start i mean omazai himself is a player who I mean, he's not had a Neil Johnson-level tournament, has he? I mean, him and Baz the leader have both had very similar tournaments. I'm trying to think of another player who's had a, you know, like another bowling around who had a tournament like that, and then you kind of assume next time they will come back even better. Um, but Omazai's been fantastic. He's uh, it's just an exciting cricketer to watch. I love watching him bowl because there's a part of me that's like, this could go horribly wrong. Um, and there's an enjoyment in that. And, uh, you know, he's a brilliant athlete in the field. Um, he might be the best all-rounder athlete that Afghanistan has produced as a cricketer. And I don't just mean as an all-rounder. Um, you know, Rashid Khan has kind of made himself into a good athlete, but I don't think he is traditionally. Um, Hamid Hassan, I suppose, could have been a great athlete, but was always injured, um, and so never really got to that level. Uh, Rudras, um, he's got Afghanistan beating England. It, it is huge, isn't it? it for me, and, and I don't mean this lightly, it's literally a chapter in a book. <laughs> because I will now have to go and write a whole chapter on that um, for, for a book that I've got coming out eventually about the first time that teams beat England. And it's not very often that something happens like that, that you actually, you know, uh, is, is that monumental. But also at the same time, Afghanistan's been so good in this tournament, it isn't like that is their only moment. Like, I, I can't remember on one of the earliest shows that we did when they, maybe, I can't remember if it was that win or one of the other wins they had. 
But, you know, I was talking about how big this was for Afghanistan emotionally and, you know, where they'd been as a team. I remember someone got really upset because I, I mentioned the Taliban. They're like, oh, don't be racist to talk about the Taliban. I'm like, well, no, the Taliban were directly related to Afghanistan and cricket. Like, you cannot disentangle those two, right? And so they do have to do all these things. But as this World Cup has gone on, we've gone from talking about the emotional side, which is still really important to them, to talking about Jonathan Trott and Omazai, right? Like, it's incredible. And, and batting and Ramat uh, um, and Shah and um, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, and Ibrahim, um, you know, and all these different, we're, we're starting to talk about all these different things, right? And I think that tells you how far they've come. But within this tournament, they still have had incredible emotional victories when the only team they'd ever beaten beforehand was Scotland, although that was an incredibly emotional victory as well. Um, Abhudra, um says Maharaj versus Gil. I think that that is... It was a fantastic delivery. You know, I did a bit of analysis on that for the scoreboard. And it's the sort of thing that if we had an endless amount of space um, and time and staff available to us, I'd love to have done a lot more on that because you don't get deliveries that usually spin eight degrees. Um, and, you know, th there's, there's there's almost like, I remember, I think his name is Buzz Bissinger, the um, old sports journalist who like, someone said to him, you, you basically write about, 4,000 words on on the tiniest movement of a player. And I realized later that that's what I did after after hearing that interview. And I remember looking at Gil's bat come from outside off stump and move across outside leg stump because of the drift and thinking, oh, wow. If I was on Crick Info, bang, 1,000 words. There you go. I'm having the day off. I'll see you guys later. And it just on that alone. So, no, that was definitely one that was worth uh, mentoring. Um, and Rudra also has India's Pacers versus Sri Lanka. That's come up quite a few times as well. You know, Sri Lanka would not want to play um, India anymore, right? Like, they're batters, certainly. It's funny. I think they're weak batting overall. And I think the first couple of games may be um, covered over that because they were great batting pitches. And I think that's fine, and, and that's okay. We, we can all accept that as a thing that's happened. And I, so I do think they have weak batting. But I do wonder if I took out India's numbers, <laughs> they'd be more average batting. Um, the Indians batting numbers, uh, the, the numbers versus the Indian bowlers do seem to take an absolute um, a tank there. Uh, Kwai also said, Roloff getting possessed by a, by a demon after he took his first wicket versus South Africa. I, I've seen this a lot. I, I think Roloff had some issues with how he was treated. And I think looking back, he was probably a cricketer they should have stuck with a little bit longer. They didn't really replace him all that well. Um, you know, you could argue, I, I think, you know, Robin Peterson was a better bowler than him. Robin Peterson certainly uh, isn't anywhere near the level of batter that Roloff is. And I think in white ball cricket, I would say that they were fairly similar levels. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other spinners that they went through as well. Like, Roloff's a really good cricketer. And I thought that when I first saw him play for South Africa. And I think in some ways he's developed in a really, really interesting way. Um, and obviously he's getting on, uh, getting on a little bit now, batting him down the order sometimes as well with the Netherlands and everything else. But He's um he's a fantastic cricketer, and I love when he gets fired up. I've also seen him dance. Um, I think I might have seen him do karaoke once. I know I saw Ryan Tenskarta do karaoke, and when I mentioned that to Ryan Tenskarta, no one's looked more freaked out by the fact that I happen to be there when he did uh, uh, karaoke. Anyway, um, Manon says uh, Manon adds the Shlunky game. I won't go through all the doubles because we've got quite a few doubles, uh, but yeah, certainly worth mentioning. Um, and Afghanistan and Rudra mentions Afghanistan beating Pakistan. So thanks to the, the uh, all the support from uh, Patreon. Uh, but Afghanistan beating Pakistan again. I, I think it, it's weird. 
I wrote about this in, in the Double Century series that is being made into a book, and, and I was talking about it before, which is it's quite an interesting, not everyone has the same relationship to England cricket, especially now than they used to. And Bangladesh is the one I really noticed. When Bangladesh beat England for the first time, it's a big deal for them, but it's not the be-all and end-all. And that's because India and Pakistan are kind of their big brothers. And again with Afghanistan, it's a similar kind of thing. It's not that beating England's not a big deal. And even the Netherlands, like, it's, but it's not quite the same as it used to be. And that's a really great development for cricket, right? That there are, are other rivalries and other big brother, small brother situations. And England isn't that important anymore. And Afghanistan beating Pakistan is kind of part of that, right? You know, that those players grew up with Pakistani players as, you know, as, as their favorites. Some of them even tried to represent Pakistan and, and had, you know, all sorts of issues trying to do that. Um, they, you know, they are trained, lived, some of them even feel, you know, part Pakistani at times, you know, if you talk to them privately, don't say it as much publicly, but privately they'll be like, well, I, I spent almost as much time there as I have here. Not to mention that, you know, the Durand line is a line drawn down the middle of what is really one region, right? So it, it is really, really fascinating uh, when you have a look at that. So I, I thought that was another great moment. What else have we got? Um, CS brings up. Uh, Markham's 49 ball century. It's incredible now, isn't it, that that is um, almost not going to be the story anymore. Like Maxwell has kind of obliterated that twice. Um, and at the time, we were like, whoa, what can Markham do this tournament? And since then, he's not done all that much, right? Um, uh, CS ones by the way, he, he, he works with us. If you don't follow him, he's great, especially on South African cricket. Um, I see he has noticed that there. Um, uh, you know, he did go Markham, so he did go South Africa. Um, uh, he's also talked about Boomer's delivery to Rizwan, which is a fantastic one as well. Um, again, that's a, I remember being absolutely obsessed by that at the time, and it feels like a million years ago. Uh, but another great delivery. There was a couple of great deliveries in that India-Pakistan game that weren't as showy as some of the other great deliveries we've seen in this tournament, but kind of came on a flat pitch out of nowhere um, against set batters that I thought were magnificent. And he's talked about Shami versus Stokes. Um, obviously, I did cover that one <laughs> uh, qu quite in depth. I, I love that spell. Um, it's very rare, I think, for me to get that attached to a spell in limited overs cricket. And the, the Shami to Stokes one, you know, the ability to move the ball both ways, the fact that Stokes was completely stuck, the fact that Stokes is trying to intellectually work his way through that and everything else. Um, I thought that was an absolutely fantastic moment uh, in a game there and i you know i absolutely loved uh watching that um so that was another good one from cs there uh, and then he adds the netherlands win against south africa which i suppose was mentioned briefly before but we've talked about more the roll-off side of it but you know it, it's it's really interesting to me that the netherlands seem to be at their absolute best against england and south africa because those are in in there in well, not always when Netherlands have beaten them, but those are, you know, two very important sides, uh, you know, two major teams in cricket. You've also got the fact that Netherlands and England obviously have a connection through uh, being so close together geographically and a lot of the players have played over there. And then South Africa and Netherlands have way deeper relationships there as well. And somehow those are the games that Netherlands have managed to get up and beat. I, look, I love the Dutch team. I, I've said this a lot. I, you know, I've liked, hanging out with them and getting to know the Dutch players as I have over the years. And um, uh, my, my friend Shane Berger's on the uh, coaching staff over there at the moment as well. Um, it's taken everything I have not to send him advice at times, which he probably doesn't need. But sometimes I'm like, oh, 
sometimes when I see someone on the coaching staff, I like, I should send them a message. And I'm like, they don't want to hear from me. <laughs> but, um, but no, that's a very, very good one. Uh, certainly uh, worth bringing up. Uh, Bay Ram's got a couple. Obviously, Maxwell. So it's about Ratchet Ravindra. Definitely. I mean, just, we, I think we, he's already the, the top run scorer of anyone under 25. Of people with over 500 runs in a World Cup, he's got one of the highest averages of all time. Um, it's just a fantastic story, and I've loved uh, every moment of it. And 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 it was, you know, I think we talked about the most mo- on the most surprising episode. You know, it's really a surprising thing, but it's more than just being surprising, right? It's um, genuinely fun um, and a great story. Like he just seems like a really cool young professional. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't mean cool, but like I mean chilled out. Like he's just a guy who likes playing cricket and has got good at cricket and has a really weirdly cricket name that hopefully one day we can get confirmed and off we go. Um, he talks about Shammy. I mean, you know, uh, certainly uh, worth mentioning. Scott Edwards' rescue jobs. We almost got another one um, today as well in the England game. Um, I don't think he would have been able to pull them over the line from where they were, although I haven't seen what they did against the West Indies. Maybe maybe that is possible. But look, I lo- I've loved Scott Edwards in this tournament. Outside of maybe the DRS side of things, where he's been a little bit um, average, um, uh, it's certainly been something that has been... Uh, fantastic uh to watch uh his captaincy his batting i've I've liked his batting for a long time but you know i didn't know as much about his captaincy you know Salah was still captaining the last time i commentated i think edwards might have taken over in that series against england um so certainly um in that case um uh it's fairly new to me and i've enjoyed it but i've liked his batting for a long time i I like anyone who just goes i'm going to do this i'm going to sweep every single ball or I'm going to hook every single ball, or I'm going to cut every single ball. Like whatever the shot is, you choose. I love players who do that. Uh, Bayram's talked about Maharaj. We mentioned that before. Uh, Coley leveling Sachin's hundreds. It, it, it's weird because I was so fixated on the World Cup stuff that I didn't really have that one on my book. And I'm not a big milestone. I like I don't like really like hundreds that much, honestly. But you know, I'm not a big milestone thing. But I do think it's a really big uh, thing, you know, because Sachin is certainly. Uh, you know, top three ODI batters of all time, incredible player. And you then got a situation where um, Coley has sort of matched that in, in a short period of time. I know the game's changed and everything else, but it is uh, an incredible moment. Uh, Pakistan chasing down three, four, five. It's interesting, um, you know, because that one almost feels like it was a different lifetime ago again. That was such a good chase. And, you know, it's, Still the highest chase in World Cup history. No one's gone past it yet, have they? No, no one's gone past it yet. So um, I think that's right. <laughs> uh, you know that was that was a great moment, and it's it, you know it slipped away partly because Pakistan's been so up and down in this tournament. Uh, he mentions the QDK hundreds. You know, again, there, there have been times in this tournament where it's all been about QDK, um, and you they've got Markran, they've got Klassen, um, they've got Rassi. Uh, they've had Marco Janssen as well. They've had um, uh, the quick bowler whose name I've forgotten. Kutzia. You know, so they've got other players uh, around um, taking the highlights. But QDK's just been so absolutely incredible for them. Um, and uh, we've got a couple from Estelle. She talks about Maxwell. Uh, India bowling against Sri Lanka. Probably not the one that Estelle would want to remember. Um, Netherlands beating South Africa. Matashanka's dismissal of Rohit. That's a really, really good one. I've forgotten about that. I mean, Matashenko's whole tournament has been just a series of great moments where, you know, you've got a, a bit like he's the wretched revenger of the of the bowling world, right? Like a, we knew he had some talent coming in, but there's a big and I think he had a bigger reputation than um 
the Retro Revenger did, obviously. But even so, no one thought he was going to be the leading wicket taker, you know, deep into the tournament as well. He's been absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, and uh, South Africa's uh, last 10 overs versus England. Forgotten about that. Yeah, um, that was another great moment. So thanks to Estelle there. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. And then after the break, I'll see what you uh, miscreants in the YouTube comments can come up with. I'm Jared Kimber, and this is uh, the Red Inca Podcast. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, welcome back to Red Inca with Jared Kimber. Uh, Mahesh has here I talk about England. I mean, England has been a series of moments, haven't they? Of, of um, you know, it's the best moment because it's the most Schadenfreude moment. I mean, I wonder if in- has India gone past England as far as Schadenfreude? Like, like if India did bad, would the rest of the world cricket be even happier than um, England doing bad now? I don't know, but generally, England doing bad uh, brings love and and happiness to most people around the world. I think that's probably fair to say. The Indian Ticket Administration. I'm not sure that's the best moment, Mahesh. If we're being honest. Um, and Boomer, Boomer has been fantastic this tournament as well. And because Siraj has had a moment and Shami's had a moment and now Jadeja's had a moment, again, it's a bit like QDK. There's so many players in India, it's actually almost hard, but Boomer has been a fantastic bowler. Uh, shout out to K7, Anmar, and Akhil, who are in the chat as well. Uh, Sundaraman talks about Shami's comeback. I mean, we've already talked about that, but the fact that it, it did come off the, um, the bench uh, was certainly a great, uh, a great one as well. Uh, Kanish is saying, Zampa celebrating with Abbott when Baz Delita bowled the most expensive 10 overs. <laughs> yeah, to be fair to Zamp, he, he, he's good with his moments, isn't he? Um, uh, you know, and he's willing to make fun of himself a little bit as well. Uh, I, I know it, I know it sounds silly, but that is, is, that is a record that does bother people, like obviously, but I mean, you know, you might get that record, right? But I'm sure if you talk to Stuart Broad on a, you know, at 2 a.m. in the morning um, after a nice dinner and you've had a couple of drinks in you. I think he would be, be saying, you know, he doesn't want to be on the end of those records. And I think Zampa would have felt the exact same way. And so for them, uh, for him to be able to move beyond that. And with Baz Delita, it's, it's better that Baz Delita um, has that record. And I, the reason I say that is just simply because he's a, he's a batter who bowls a little bit. And he's been like, well, yeah, well, I had to bowl 10 overs in that tournament. I was still young and developing. That's fine. Um, it's a bit different for Adam Zampa to have that record. Also, I think, isn't it? It's the leader, in, and this is in the World Cups. It's the leader, Rashid Card and Ma- Martin Sneddon, who have got the most runs ever in World Cup games. Um, and Martin Sneddon just stepped down as, as New Zealand cricket chair. So, uh, Baz the leader um, may want that position as well. I'm not sure. Uh, Darshan says the best moments have been off the field. Have they? Has off the field fit? I, I don't know. Has it felt that fun? I'm not sure it has. Darshan. Uh, Akash says, what are your thoughts on Javo? 
I mean, certainly this is the best moment to the World Cup. So um, I'm not sure I have any um, thoughts on him. Sukiat says, Mendes actually making people believe for 10 minutes that they're going to chase 4-2. I'd say just Mendes making people believe. Like those first couple of games, we were smashing the ball everywhere. We we're all like, great, finally, it's here. It's not though, is it? <laughs> Sadly, it's not. Maybe it was a little bit more um, pitch dependent and everything else. Um, and South Africa running out. But, but you're right, I think. Look, I, I think that that opening attack that Kusum Mendes did, no one's going to remember that in a few years. But as someone who watched it live, I think, wow, it was an incredible moment. Um, uh, VK's gone back a little bit. Maybe not quite this World Cup. Uh, Le- Dwayne Leverlock's catch. I don't think that one happened in this one. Um, let's see what else we've got. Uh, if there's anything else here. Yeah, a few people. Uh, I see Sidham's got the Maharaj uh, rescue in the pa- Pakistan game. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the actual winning runs before in the end, but that whole, you know, him him overcoming the, the issue there and being very level-headed um, and everything else, I think he was uh, very, very, you know, very good at the way he went about things um, from, that, from that point of view. Um, uh, yeah, so I do think, uh, I think that has changed a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, we, we talk about the last runs, but we don't talk about the fact that Maharaj pulled them from that to that position with really good batting all the way through. Uh, so I think that deserves. Um, I can't believe this one's taken so long. Akshu says, best moment has to be the timeout. So I think if it was me, I think Rizwan's cramps, because they were funnier than um, Maxwell's cramps, and also because afterwards he, he basically admitted that he pulled some of those um, cramps uh, just because... You know, he was in a situation where um, he was tired, right? Like, that's fantastic. That's an absolutely fantastic reason to um, have a cramp and then use it in that particular way. Um, so I definitely think the, um, uh, the, the, that, is, that was one of mine that has stuck, that has stuck with me a little bit more, um, uh, that is worth having a go at. Um, but the timeout. Not timed out, not timeout. Um, it is uh, is incredible um, because again, it's a historical moment, and I, we've had so many weird historical moments. Like the first, uh, we didn't talk about it before, but Ibrahim making the first hundred by a, a Afghanistani player. You know, first major wins by some of these teams at these World Cups. Um, the high score by an Australian with Maxwell, the highest chase by Pakistan. You know, there's been some great moments, right? But the timed out is like, it hadn't even occurred. I think it occurred to me in T, I thought in a T20 franchise cricket, we would see a timed out soon. For the same reason that that's what I thought we would see more man cads uh, in that format of cricket too, just because it's more money on the line. It's more important. Um, and also you can kind of get away with a bit of shithousery, right? In, in a, in, in a T20 tournament, maybe not the IPL, but certainly in the other T20 tournaments, in a way you can't really get away with, um, in international cricket, right? Like international cricket, look at Matthews's timeline. Like it just, if that was a T20 game, he would have just moved on already, right? So those things do matter. Um, so I thought it was incredible that it happened at a World Cup, but also that we had gone this long, you know, 43 years. It's funny how many, um, the commentators kept going, you know, we've been playing international cricket for 100. I mean, well, yeah, but we haven't had this law that long. Uh, we've had this law for 43 years. But still, to go 43 years without having been activated, considering all the different things uh, that we have seen in uh, in one day in in international cricket in that time, I do think is very, very um, 
uh, I, I think it's a very uh, interesting time for it to come about and everything else. But also, it was great drama, right? Like, I can understand why Matthews is angry. I think he did play a small part, even if I don't, I certainly don't blame him at all. Uh, but I, di- I do think he did play um, a, a small part in, in, in that, um, it, you know, but the drama of it, you know, and then the umpire releasing the statement, which was wrong and all this sort of stuff. I just, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, and it was certainly one of the best moments of the World Cup, unless you're Angelo Matthews. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe if you're a Shlanka fan, if you're a Shlanka fan, do you really care that much? Kind of like already going out to the tournament, aren't you? Um, if, if, I'm not, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Chitra says, I've forgotten this one. And I suppose it's kind of come up already, but uh, talking about the non-exciting way in which the Afghanistan Afghanistan batters have chased, right? I think that's a fantastic one because it's it's kind of a great moment, but it's not always fun to watch. <laughs> it's not as they're not as fun to watch Afghanistan now as they used to be when they were worse, which is a weird thing to happen. But sometimes that, those things happen. You know, you get that in like a you know football team or a basketball team. They're much better when they're just like running around like crazy people. And then when they actually start to be you know sensible, you're just like, oh, now they're just another team. But from a cricket point of view from a history of cricket point of view uh for you know future of our sport absolutely great that you know afghanistan are finding another level with their cricket doesn't i don't think this means necessarily that they're you know top six team in the future or anything like that but they've found another level with their cricket and if you look back over their their numbers over the last couple of years it's been you know this is not a one-off things have been going on there so i think um certainly uh that would be uh that was a, a good one as well um what else do we have here um oh Ch- another one from chitra i've forgotten about coley not running so he could make his hundred um yeah just i i i don't give a crap about hundreds but i thought it was a bit ridiculous but i also didn't care that much but um it really annoyed a lot of people and so again in some ways isn't that what cricket's really about um uh, i think it, absolutely there's no doubt there um uh that uh it, it's it's weird that i actually think in some ways the minutiae of this world cup hasn't been as thick as some of the other world cups so i think we have some world cup minutiae is maybe the wrong word but we have some world cups where and we just had Nashes that was like this and we've had australia india series that are like this where the even when the cricket's great people just get absolutely obsessed with steve smith marking uh, touching a guard on the ground or um, the moral ashes and all that sort of stuff. This World Cup doesn't quite feel like it's been like that. And I wonder, I, I, I don't, you know, sometimes that can actually help sell the tournament as much as anything else. Um, so I do think it, it all plays a part. But um, no, I, th- I think it's been, uh, um, I think the Coley one was one of those things that was probably like a five minute more than five minutes but you know like a five minute made everyone angry or happy online thing that just doesn't matter siddharth brings up the chamois spell to stoics yeah we talked about that one earlier uh, but thank you very much for the super chat as well siddharth ross says latham choosing the bowl against south africa it's a good one i mean the toss in general and the talk about the toss and everything else i think i was more interested in the toss till i did i was very interested in the toss because it was playing a part but also that it didn't seem to be following any set pattern. And for me, that is 
that's that's when I'm involved here, right? If it if it follows a pattern, I'm I'm interested. If it doesn't follow a pattern and it keeps happening, that kind of tells me that everyone's making mistakes all the time. Um, and that is that's that's what I want. But yeah, no, that was a good one. But you could add quite a few now, um, um, and, and and go about it that way. Um, Sukant says Glenn Phillips apologizing to the crowd after catching Coley for ninety five. I reckon it was also I want to say it was Besto or I think it was best I was getting stick from the crowd against Australia. I think it was <laughs> took a catch and, and was very uh, was very happy to give it back to the crowd. So Glenn Phillips in a nice way, Johnny Best though not in a nice way, but it, you know uh, it's good to see that those things are um, happening as well. Uh, what else do we have in our best moments? Um, <laughs> some someone's um, said here um, Henry and Ferguson's injury hurt New Zealand. I mean, it did, but I don't think that was the best moment. Um, but yeah, look, I think it's been a, as, as I said before, it's, it's been a good World Cup that I think the majority of the stuff that we have talked about has been good cricket or interesting cricket or moments. Like the timed out, I think that's great. And, uh, you know, maybe little things like the Coley incident and everything else, they're going to come up. Um, and there'll be more of those sorts of things. There's the whole controversy about the, <laughs> the Indians are getting balls that have more lacquer on them, even though they haven't swung the ball more than any other team which is quite obvious if you watch the games. But, um, uh, you know, there's been little bits like that. But in general, uh, and there was also the one where um, people were saying that the ICC were bringing it for Pakistan um, uh, with the DRS, which I did think was quite funny. But m- the majority hasn't been about all that sort of stuff. The majority has been about cricket, um, you know, good, bad and ugly cricket. Uh, you know, the, South Africa, um, you know, the chases with them. Uh, New Zealand, obviously, maybe a little bit more with the injuries, but also Ratchan Ravindra. And, and maybe Mitch Santner as well has been a part of it. Do you know what I mean? So the majority of, of the talk we've had, of any tournament where you can finish off by, talk, you know, when someone could say one of the best moments is that Afghanistan are batting really boring, I think tells you something about the tournament itself. And one reason that this particular tournament has worked well, and I think it would have also worked well with 14 teams, although that would have diluted it slightly, but because I think we have 14 strong teams available in Monday cricket. But one of the things I did think uh, um, is really interesting is just, how competitive this World Cup has been. So is every team won two games now? I think that's right, isn't it? Um, without that points table in front of me. Um, that's a huge thing, right? Like every team winning a game, I thought was already pretty cool. But every team winning two games really tells you, um, you know, where we are in world cricket now. To see the Netherlands and Afghanistan being as good as they are. To see England being as bad as they are, right? And knowing that Zimbabwe were probably, I still think we're a slightly better team, especially in these conditions than Netherlands were. They didn't make it. You know, West Indies, I thought played some good cricket at times in that, in that tournament, um, even if they didn't end up making it through. Um, uh, who were the other teams? Scotland, Ireland. You know, there's some good teams that aren't here. And yet we still have this really, really good competitive, uh, World Cup. So. Um, I certainly think that there's been a lot of great moments. And thank you to everyone who got them in on, on via the Discord channel or who was coming in today um, on the YouTube and also to all the people uh, who work for me who chucked them in as well. That's been it of Red Inca. Um, if you happen to be listening to this live uh, on YouTube, they should know that in five minutes' time I will be coming back with Wagon Wheel because I'm going to go back to back to back with shows today. Uh, but huge thanks to everyone who does uh, support us if you listen on the podcast, please make sure you subscribe. If you can find a place to write a review or give us a star rating, all of those things are massively helpful. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you've just come across because of the algorithm or, you know, um, got nothing better to do in life, please subscribe. Um, 
uh, to our channel. It, it massively helps. We've had a huge World Cup, but the more uh, more likes, subscribes, comments, bell icon thingies, and all those sorts of things you can do. Sharing um, the stuff on social media is also a big help. But thank you to everyone. And I will be back again shortly. But I am Jared Kimber, and this is the Red Inca Podcast. The, the OG. The o- uh, in my network, this is the OG platform. Thanks for listening. This podcast has an ad-free version via Patreon, where there are many other extras as well, including a Discord channel. There's a link to those in the show notes. Please review, subscribe, and tell all your friends about our show. Word of mouth is the best way of making our podcast grow. If we had a guest on, chances are their socials are in the show notes. Please support everyone who comes on this show. I am Jared Kimber, and this is my network. But we also have hosts and co-hosts like Barat Sundaresan and Bayram Kazi. This network is overseen by Nick McCorriston. Each episode is produced by Ishit Kuberka at Sound Potion Studio. The team from 42 help us out with the video side. Orijoti Sainapaya and Maida Akam, both producing podcasts, while Makunda Bandredi is the head of our YouTube content. Tired of editing your podcasts and videos because you are as lazy as me? Well, try using Memento FM, an AI-based service that cuts and dices, so all you have to do is hit post. Try Memento FM today. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 1- 844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.